Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 11th chapter of the Tainted Judgment podcast. We made it, guys. We're here. This is the big one. 1-1. One, one. Lucky 11. Let's go. Hope everybody's having a great day, morning, night, whatever. Whenever you're listening to this here, I know I am. Uh, sorry about last week, guys. I really apologize for that. Uh, if you know me, if I sneeze, I it's an ongoing thing. It doesn't stop. I'm going to sneeze 20, 30 more times. I'm not exaggerating you. My fiance, my mother-in-law, everybody thinks it's a fucking joke uh, until they see it happen. And it literally doesn't stop. And it usually ends, as last week did, with a fucking headache, a migraine. My back hurts, you know, my, my lower back gets all jammed up you know and that's sad because i literally i got home i was excited i had some shit kicking around my head and i get in the booth if you will and i put my my head piece on and i'm i got the mics hot and ready to go and i just felt that fucking tickle you know and it just oh it caught me the right way well what happened was is i i like you know went to like wipe my nose real quick and what happened was I, I touched that inner liner of, of your nose, you know, like, so there's a barrier in between each nostril on the inside. Well, I kind of like grazed that and I'm not going to, we all, we've all picked our noses. Let's fucking be adults about this here. You know, we've all touched that like wall. That's like the wall of death. You touch that, all bets are fucking off. You are definitely going to sneeze. And that's what happened. And literally I was completely rapid fire uh my fiance thought that like i was having like a medical episode uh i had to reassure her. i'm like we're not going to landmark everything's okay everybody's fine uh i'm just you know going through it you know if you will but um yeah so that's why we didn't have last week's episode so i apologize for that but no big deal no worries because here we are all right as you know this is early in the week. If you listen to this, it's probably Tuesday morning or whatever. Uh, we usually never post this early, but we are. And I will also have a second episode up uh, later this week. So uh, whenever we miss a week, we're going to redeem ourselves, you know. At some point, we will have a little, you know, probably two-week break or something like that. Probably for the holidays, for, for Christmas and shit like that, you know. Uh, everybody's so hectic and busy and everything like that, that you're probably not going to be able to listen to this anyway. So it's better to end on a high note than just start spewing some bullshit that nobody's going to listen to anyway. Right? Right. Good. Hope everybody's having a great day out there or a great morning or a great night. Whenever you listen to this here, I know I sure am, you know, had a great day at work. I was, it was off to kind of a, uh, kind of a rocky start, you know, it was one of those days I woke up, I, I was really, really tired for no reason. Uh, well, I can't say that. I had to wake up and take a piss. And as soon as I do that, it that's the kiss of death, you know. And it was weird because I woke up and, you know, there was no, uh, no sunlight. It was still pitch black outside, you know. Uh, I actually, you know, I opened my eyes to take a piss and I saw, you know, my uh, outside exterior light on and I thought it was daylight I said oh shit I'm fucked you know what I mean but then I you know got to the bathroom the blinds were up and I could see it was still pitch black so I'm like thank god you know 
Because for me, I don't know about anybody else. For me, that's the kiss of death. See, my fiance, she's a different animal. She can wake up at 9 o'clock in the morning. It's sunny. The birds are chirping. I'm outside, you know, grinding rocks or mowing the lawn or using my blow gun or whatever the fuck, making all kinds of racket. And she'll fall right back to sleep, like sleeping beauty, you know? I'm literally incapable. Once I am up, I am up. So I got up, took a piss, went back to bed. I actually fell back to sleep pretty rapid, which is rare. Last week, uh, I was like up at 3 a.m. every single night. No reason, no catalyst, just was. And uh, I was just exhausted beyond all repair, which I'm sure played some sort of a factor in why we didn't have an episode. Maybe that that sneeze attack was my body saying, chill the fuck out. You need to kind of just bring this back to back to the ground level here and, and recharge your batteries instead of fucking off on the computer because this air blue light for your eyes is harmful, you know? Thought I'd add that in there because my mother thinks that that's like, you, you got your screen on, like your eyes are going to just rot right out of your head. You know what I mean? I'm not, now that's not to say that it isn't bad, but, you know what I mean? It's not as bad as you you think it is, Ma. You know what I mean? But, uh, so yeah, so I kind of, I woke up and uh, took a piss, went back to sleep pretty rapidly, but I woke up, I was just, I was tired, didn't have the energy. I almost hit the snooze button on my phone, which is like, that's it. You know, like cancel work, not going, can't go, you know, because it's just that bad. And uh, it's like, now it's like 6.30, I'm like getting ready. I'm getting ready to leave the house. We had a work meeting a little bit earlier, you know. And I go to walk out the door and a fucking tarantula or uh, a, a brown recluse or something must have made like this fucking Mona Lisa beautiful art piece of webbed cobwebs in front of my door because I walked out and first thing in the morning I got just the most intricate fat cobweb right in my face it landed in my mouth my ears my nose everywhere man I was fucking geeking out in the yard my neighbors were probably like what is going on over there I'm like you know fucking bastard you know I'm just like that is the worst way to start your day Forget about dropping your coffee as you, you know, getting into your car or, you know, you're getting stiffed, you know, every time you go to Dunkin' Donuts, you know, you get stiffed for, for the cream cheese for your bagel or or they give you the bagel with the cream cheese. It's just like dolloped in the middle of this fucking bagel, just a shit ton of it right in the center, nothing around the edges. Then they don't give you a fork. They don't give you a forget about a knife. A knife is completely off the table. You know, and now you're like got to smear it around with the bagel. And by the time you're done, the bagels just completely clapped out, you know, just the worst. Like, but a cobweb to the face, banan is way worse than anything you could possibly imagine, you know. So I get wrapped right in the face by this cobweb. I'm what the fucking all over my yard. I go back inside because I'm a germaphobe. I go back inside. I wash this cobweb off my face, and it's literally, like, so thick, it's, like, wrapping around my fingers. I mean, this thing was just the real deal, you know, and uh, just disgusting, you know. So then I get in my car, 
And then there's just like there's you know everything. I hit a squirrel on the way in, as well as while I was driving in work. And I'm a I'm a big wildlife guy, as you guys know. I mean, come on, we're at episode eleven. You guys know this. You know, I molly whopped this squirrel on the way in. That right there, just like it, it, it took a dagger right to me fucking heart. You know what I mean? And um, then there's turkeys dotting out left and right. I mean, I'm like, something does not want me to leave. You know, you ever get that vibe in the morning where it's like something or somebody doesn't want you to go to work today or even not even really work, but doesn't want you to leave the house, you know? And uh, the last time I got that feeling, I was getting ready to go to uh, my fiance's college back when she was in college. And uh, I left the house anyway. And guess what? I fucking I, I practically totaled my F-150 over by Gators Pub in North Smithfield. Just fucking this lady jacks on the brakes last minute to take a left into the hair salon over there where the dog groomer is. Boom! boom fucking took out her whole rear clip, you know, of course, Cadillac. You know what I mean? As my luck goes, you know. And from that day on, I said, I will never do this again. You know what I mean? When I get that vibe... That just badass motherfucking juju. I'm staying right where I am. You know what I mean? My great-grandfather was the type of guy to do that. You know what I mean? You tell him to hurry up, he'd slow down. Something would bind on, on his morning. He'd just, nope. He'd just take his shoes back off, take his pants off, sit back in his easy chair, spark up a cigar, and that there's it. That's where he is for the day. You know what I mean? I'm of the same, I'm cut from the same cloth, man, you know? But, um... Ended up making it to work, had the meeting, everything went great, you know, and, uh, you know, from there on, it went pretty smooth, you know, did a job at uh, an old customer of ours we've had for, I know myself, working with my grandfather, I've been going there for 20 years, but, you know, he's probably been going there for 30, 40, you know, but really nice, really nice woman, her uh, her husband was a, was a real beauty, and uh, he passed away a couple years ago, and it broke my heart when I when I heard, you know. I mean, I knew that his health was failing him. I got to see him before, you know, but it was one of those things where it's like, yeah, the past couple times, you know, he's been kind of kind of rough, but, you know, all of a sudden it was like I showed up and, you know, he wasn't there, and, you know, uh, it, it was really, it, it sucked. But, you know, that's that's part of the trades, man, you know, when you're, around different people every day and you're not just around like a group of six people or a small area in an office you know like you're gonna meet so many people that you know every year you're gonna hear oh this one passed away or that one passed away it, it kind of sucks you know it's it's that that weird edge that you gotta teeter on you know but um but got through that job went to another job bang that out everything went really well second job First time customer, very, very nice gentleman. We took care of him lickety split, and uh, he was happy as a clam in the sand. So very, very good day for me. Hopefully that uh, hopefully that, that kind of, that, that good vibe works into your day. Um, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, on my way to work, so we spoke about the ongoing road work at 146. I think last time we talked... Um, it was coming to a close for the section over near Anchor Subaru and all that, and it was very nice and whatever. Um, but they have ripped up uh, the section from Oxbridge 
down to, I want to say, like the Greenville Road exit over there. And it is like jagged as a motherfucker. And what this is my favorite part. This is like the 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 coup de gras, you know? They didn't sweep the center. So when you're on this, you know, not only are your tires, you know, making that god awful noise like you're on the rumble strip, but if somebody in front of you decides to change lanes, God forbid it's a truck. You, it, your truck, your car is going to be totaled. You might as well. You, it's going to look like you went through uh, the hailstorm from fucking hell. You know, I don't know what it is. They decided not to sweep the center lane. So anytime anybody switches a lane that's in front of you, whether it's 10 cars ahead or one car ahead, your car is going to get pelted with these freaking boulders. I mean, it is crazy. You are going to get nailed. And it's like six inch. And what happens is, is like the pieces are like six inches big, you know, like two to six inches big. And it varies, you know, oh, well, that's a big, it is a big variation. Trust me, you know, they're different size boulders. And uh, what happens is when these bastards hit your car, they go bam, and then they splinter like a grenade would, you know. And the shrapnel, it just, it not only does it make one big ping, it also shatters and just goes elsewhere, you know. So now you've got like a, a, a epicenter, if you will, and then fucking four spots around it or five spots. Absolutely the worst. Rydot, ladies and gentlemen. Rydot, you know. But it is what it is, you know. It is what it is. At least at least it's fall. You know, I can I can put up with all of this here um because it's fall. My whole outlook on life changes in the fall. You know, it's a little bit cooler. Um, you know, my 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 uh my aggravation level is kind of, you know, like at a at a lower, you know, more stable plane. Uh, I don't have to deal with the heat as much, you know, so everything's okay. You know, last night, the missus and I, we, we, we broke out all of the fall decor. We got everything all straightened out. The house looks and smells great. It's like, it's like a fall one, uh, wonderland in here. It's beautiful. You know, uh, I got a little fake black cat that I got, you know, sitting by the, the, my, I got a little, uh, you know, like a wood stove, but it's actually propane. Uh, so I got him over there with some leaves. If you go to my my personal Instagram, you'll see it. But it looks it looks fucking great. The dog is acting different, you know. But it's really nice, you know. But so that's that's always good, you know. I just I love the fall. That's like I I I would dare to say that that's probably my favorite time of year. It used to be the winter which I guess to a certain degree it is with the snowmobile and everything like that, but the vibe of fall and not needing anything. I don't need a snowmobile. I don't need a dirt bike. I don't need really anything. It's windows down with a sweatshirt on. You got that little bit of a nip in the air, so you got, you know, you you kick your heat up as the windows are still down. That's like orgasmic, you know? That's like fucking life-changing shit right there. I live... For that, having the windows down with the heat on just a shade, wow, try it, I dare you, that shit's gonna change your 
life, dude. I'm telling you. And we got uh, I <laughs> this is a whole nother bag, but I went down to CVS to get some allergy medication, and uh, it turns out that the bags of candy that you used to buy for like. I remember, you know, years ago buying them for like $7. And when I say years ago, I'm talking about like, I don't know, three years ago, $7, maybe $10 for a real variety bag. You know, I spent um, $25 on this bag of fucking candy and it's only got... um. Midnight Milky Way, which I found out when I got home is dark chocolate, which we're going to get into that in a second. But that regular Milky Way, Twix, um, and Snickers, which I am deathly allergic to nuts, right? So I get home, I open the package up, and, you know... I don't know what it is, but the open side, you know how they have a side where you can actually like view in? Well, that didn't have any Snickers in it. So I go, oh, I got a, I got a decent bag here, you know? Like it's not loaded with the shit that could literally kill me within five minutes, you know? Nope, open the bag up and fucking, what do you know? Literally, I took all the Snickers out. By the time I was done taking them out, I shit you not, guys. I, I This is like right hand to God. Two-thirds of the fucking bag was 86th. It was completely empty. And I'm going, wow, wow, you know? But, like, this is, like, there's no, like, good selection. Years ago, you could get a bag with Kit Kats in it, Twix, Milky Way, Hershey bars, you know, all in one bag. Now what they do, these bastards, is they give you, like, a Twix, which is a banger, then they'll give you a Milky Way, which is a banger. And then they'll throw some shit in there, like a fucking Snickers. Uh, or they'll throw a Mike and Ike. You know, the Mike and Ikes, you know, that they, they think that are great. You know, or, 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 or the nastiest fucking candy of all time, Dots. What is more disheartening than when you get home after going out on Halloween night when you were a kid and you got this bag and it's heavy as a bastard and you rush home with your with your cousin or whatever, you put on a spooky movie and you dump that motherfucker out and it's just box and cotton and cotton after cotton of dots. What is worse? That was my life story, you know? And it's so tough being somebody that's allergic to everything because Right off the rip, you got an 86 half the bag. Half the bag is going to cousin. And, of course, they're not going to give you any good shit. You know, they're not going to be like, well, here's a Kit Kat for your Reese's. You know, they're like, well, you can't eat it anyway, so just give it to me. You know, well, all right, I guess I guess I have no choice, fat fuck. You know what I mean? Whatever. You know? But it's like every time, dude, I would open it, it'd be boxes of Mike and Ike's. It'd be... Um, dots, and then just peanut candy everywhere. Circus peanuts, uh, Snickers bars, Butterfingers, all that shit that literally I couldn't even look at, let alone fucking handle or eat, you know? Just sucks, you know? Mike and Ike's, I know what you're saying. Oh, well, Mike and Ike's. Are... Listen, Mike and Ike's are one of those candy. You take out a box, you know, you're going, oh, these are good. You, you, you throw a couple down the hatch. 
brings back like the minute it hits you. Like, well, actually, the minute you peel that that cardboard box open and you smell Mike and Ike's, it like brings you back to your childhood. I feel like I don't care who you are, where you're from. You could be from Uganda. The minute that you open that box of fucking Mike and Ike's, your whole you're seeing flashes of your childhood. You know, it's like the weirdest thing. It's just like it's the smell of American childhood. You know, it just you see flashes of like drinking from the hose bib and you know beating up the kid down the street. You know, and 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 running home for meatloaf and and going down to Pachico Park to fight and then nobody shows up you know just amazing like that's that's what happens to me it just all comes flooding back and then you throw a couple down the hatch Ah, that was good yum then you pick up another box because you got no fucking choice and you're like oh man this is actually disgusting you know they're just like so sugary and waxy they stick to your fucking mouth you know they're all over your tongue they coat your tongue you know with that shit I mean, it's like, I don't know. I, I It's not for me, you know, but that's that's my life story. It's like growing up, half the bag was peanut shit. Got to throw it out. So now you pay $25, these fucking bandits, you're paying $25 for a bag with like throwaway candy like Dots and Mike and Ike's and then a couple good things, you know. I mean, this is like, Price gouging at its finest right here. Absolutely insane. I like, I was thinking about writing a letter to Kraft going, what the fuck? Is Kraft who makes all this shit? I don't know. Who makes who makes candy? Is it Hershey? Like, I'm not talking, like, obviously there's a Hershey bar, but like, I'm talking about like, who actually makes Milky Way, Twix, Nabisco? Oh, you know what? It might be Nabisco. Those guys really get down. I had a, uh, I had a craft Nabisco uh, plant down the street when I lived in North Smithfield. It's bought out now. It's like Mondelez International. I don't know if that's the the whole company now. If they just bought out or if it's just a different company in there. I'm not. I'm not really sure. But and we never got free shit from there. In fact, they would call the cops on you just for driving by. I pulled in the fucking lot over there one day because I was getting a phone call and that route used to be hot to trot with fucking North Smithfield Police Department. I mean, those fucking cops would pull into every nook and cranny they could possibly sneak that fucking car into and just wait, you know, and then the minute they saw you, it was like like a a fucking lion ready to pounce, you know, and they would just fucking go, you know what I mean, and they would whack you, man, they would give you a ticket, they didn't give a shit, you know, they'd they'd pull their own fucking mothers over, you know, these guys were out of control, and I pulls in there one day, and I makes my phone call, and literally within 30 seconds of me being there, a fucking trooper pulls up, what are you doing here, this here's private, I said, bro, I'm making a phone call. He goes, well, make it somewhere else, he's saying to me. I'm like, holy shit, you know? Holy shit. But that's how it was over there. They did not give a shit. And you certainly wasn't getting no free fucking Oreos or candy or shit like that. They did not get down. But what are you going to do, you know? This is Nabisco, guys, you know? Oh, Something very important I wanted to talk about. 
Um, I don't know if anybody's seen it yet or or not, but uh, you know, yeah, yeah, we know the queen's dead. You know what I mean? We touched base on that last week. It's week two of her being fucking dead. They still haven't got her in the ground. You know, it's just it's mockery at this point. They're fucking poking and prodding. You know what I mean? They're probably carving off pieces of her fucking flesh and feeding it to her grandkids so they can live eternally, too. She's probably not even dead. She's probably in the box fucking, you know, just waiting to make, you know, they're going to bring her to some underground layer and she's going to come out and queen, you know, be queen of the underground or some bullshit. Fucking lady, man. God bless her. 96 years old. But in other news, something happened. I believe it was last night. Uh, one of the coolest dudes in music, you know, undisputed, you know, whether you, whether you like rap, whether you don't like rap, whether you like rock and roll or you like pop or you like country, this guy literally does it all. I'm talking about Posty, Post Malone. This dude is so cool. Um, just like a genuine person, you know, uh, I feel like when you watch Hot Ones, Hot Ones, like, really gives you, like, a in-depth view of whether somebody's just, like, a shallow piece of shit or an asshole or cocky, you know. Um, this dude went on there and was, like, just the coolest guy ever, you know. Just didn't give a shit, you know, pigged out, burping, farting, you know. He's just the shit. But uh, last night, Posty did a uh, a concert. And there's a trap door, I guess, on the catwalk where he was, you know, singing and walking around. I don't know if he, like, came through that hole in the floor and, like, rose up out of it. Well, the trap door didn't close and he completely, he he was, like, mid, you know, performance and he just ate shit. His foot went through it and this poor guy tanked it i i heard that he broke a few ribs whether that's true or not i don't really know but i can tell you he hit very 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 hard like slam there was a a video from a father you could watch and you could see it and you go oh shit you know he, he he fell then you watch the up close video and you like see and hear his like impact it's like holy shit you know it's fucking crazy but Oh God! Like I, I felt so bad. I love that dude. I really do. I I love his music. Uh, I I had no idea that he was white. Uh, until his first album dropped. You know, I was listening to this dude. I was like, this 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 brother's got game. You know, and then <laughs> I saw the uh, I saw his 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 videos. Three a.m. I'll never forget it. It was 3 a.m. I was up in my bar and I was up for God knows what reason. My my buddy was sleeping over. Uh, he was fucking passed out. And uh, his song, Too Young, the, the, the video, he's like outside of a bodega and he's singing and rapping and shit like that. And I'm like watching this white dude with cornrows like rapping the shit. And I'm going, why the fuck would they put this guy like over you know, over his, uh, his music, you know, like that's kind of weird. And like, I ended up looking it up and sure as shit, Posty was white. 
And I was like, wow, you know, like, that's crazy. That's some wild shit. Never would have thought. I remember waking my friend up. I'm like, look, this is him. Because we had listened to his music before, but we had no idea, you know. And we were both on the same page, you know. And, uh, oh, my God, we were, like, starstruck. I remember the first time I ever heard Post Malone. It was me and all of my buddies. We went up to New Hampshire. Um, My grandfather's always had a vacation house up north in New Hampshire, hence why I spent so much time up there and know the area so well. Um, And we went up there, you know, it was like the first weekend of the year. My grandfather said, um, if you guys want to go up there and open the house up and whatever, and we went up there on a whim one day, and we opened up the house, turned the water on, made sure everything was good, nothing was fucked up from the winter, and... You know, on the way down that Sunday, uh, my friend put this song on White Iverson. And I just remember coming down the kank, you know, listening to this song, you know, going through all, you know, through the through the mountains and passing through the valleys and the hills. And the sun was shining bright. And I'm just listening to this song. And it was nuts. It was 2016. You know, the peak year of everybody's life. And you know what I'm talking about, guys. You know what I mean? The minute I say 2016, you already know the fucking deal. You're going, yup. You know, you already know, like, this was a badass moment. And I just, oh, my God. I, like, I I get fucking goosebumps just thinking about it, you know? And the song was just so good, you know? And uh, I what I like about him is that he kind of does it all, you know, you listen to his records, um, he does, you know, songs where it's popish, but it's got a nice rhythm guitar, and, you know, cr- good lyrics and shit like that, like, well thought through, and then you got songs like White Iverson, Flex, you know what I mean, like all those, I mean, he, the kid's fucking good, whether you like him or you don't, I mean, for some kid out of Dallas, Texas, I'm pretty fucking shocked, I can tell you that, you know what I mean, if the kid came from Chirac, you're going, well, you know, it's, it is what it is, but the dude came from the middle of Texas, you know what I mean, not, not where that music is, uh, exactly, uh, born, you know what I mean, so, shout out to him, man, but, yeah, he took a real digger, that sucks, you know, but what are you gonna do, I can tell you one thing, they fired that fucking kid that left that hatch open, lickety split, they didn't even give that motherfucker a chance to think, to excuse himself, nothing. They fired him and his fucking kids. They barred him from that fucking music venue for the rest of his life, you know? Could you imagine being the person that takes down Post Malone? Shit. You know what I mean? That's that's some next level shit. That's some shit that my friend told me was like, I'm the, I'm the hatch guy. I'd be like, you know what, man? Go jump off a fucking bridge. You know what I mean? We're done. Don, you know, but shit, hopefully he's okay, I think he's still continuing with his tour, dude's a fucking trooper, you know, Justin Bieber, guy's fucking face goes half numb and he's fucking out for the count, you know, Posty breaks fucking three ribs and falls through the fucking stage and the guy's going back on tonight, you know what I mean, 9pm shop, not to, uh, uh, kick laying dogs but did you see that you know so 95 percent of my news 
comes from the only news source for me. You know what I mean? And that's Snapchat. I don't know what it is, man. I don't know if it's my ADHD or what the fuck the story is. But, like, those those TMZ, Daily Mail, New York Post, uh, all those fucking things, um, you know, it, they just get me. Like, they got the pictures with a little blurb about what they're going to talk about. And it's just, like, it locks me right the fuck in. I get tunnel vision. And it drives my wife crazy because it just plays like they always play like stupid little looped music that's horrible, you know. And she's trying to lay there and watch her shit, and I'm just blasting it like an asshole. And uh, but it just gets me every time. And uh, TMZ and the Daily Mail were talking about how Harry is uh, all salty. Because I guess his kids aren't getting pinned or whatever. Uh, They're not getting badged, you know. So they're not going to have, like, the royal, you know, moniker. Like, they're not going to be Prince Blank or Princess Blank, you know. So he's all salty. I'm sorry. Who's the fucking guy that wanted to wash his hands with with his family and bail and go all over the world and not play the fucking game, you know? So he's all mad at his brother because obviously his brother's, you know, his brother's never fucking strayed away from the family, the royal family, ever. You know, that dude's been fucking, you know, nice and tight since day one, you know, and has not wavered, you know, and he's fucking pissed because, you know, he's not getting, he, he, I guess it was like a little embroidered thing that said EB, his grandmother's initials, that was supposed to be on Harry's suit. They took it off, and they left it on his brother's thing. You know, of course, you fucking dumb bastard, you know? Your wife, you know, alienated you from this group, you know? And I'm not going to even entertain the racist bullshit, you know what I mean? Because honestly, I don't think that they gave, you know, not even the slightest fuck, you know what I mean? I think that this is just like the media blowing shit out of proportion for a story, you know, uh, as per usual. You know, but, you know, you guys want to fucking run around the world and write books and do shows and go on Oprah and bash your royal family, by the way. They're not going out and being like, oh, yeah, you know, we we went our separate ways, but they're nice people. They're like, yeah, you know, fuck them. They're racist. They're this. They're that. Rah, rah, rah. I mean, what the fuck? You know what I mean? It makes no sense. And then you're going to be mad because you're not getting all the accolades now that now that Meme's dead? I don't know. That shit makes no sense to me, man. That To me, that's a no-brainer. I go, yeah, yep, of course. Duh, you know. But he's all fucking jerked off. Whatever. Fuck him, you know. He'll be, watch, guaranteed. The minute that they put her, you know, to her underground kingdom, he's going to fucking right out. He's going right you know, he's going to go right out to the States or L.A. or wherever the fuck they've been just laying out, you know. I don't even know how they're surviving. Whose money are they living off of? You know, they cut ties with the kid, so we know he doesn't have the royal money. I mean, this broad's fucking talentless, you know, so I doubt she's got any fucking money, you know. I mean, I don't even know what the fuck she was in ever. 
she's not the best looking girl. You know what I mean? And I'm not the best looking guy. I'm not the, I, I shouldn't be fucking saying anything, but I mean, the facts are the facts. We're not talking about fucking, uh, Cameron Diaz here circa 1999. You know, we're talking about fucking Megan, uh, the Maka Mako, you know, no good, no good, you know, but whatever, you know, I, I wish him the best. Uh, I think that he shouldn't hold a grudge on his family because at the end of the day, you know, when you fuck something up, you gotta, you gotta like savor that shit inside of you and admit that you were wrong. You know, you gotta, you gotta get that through your system. You know, it's like a bad stomach bug, you know, day one, you know, you're being an asshole, you're eating fucking pork at a cookout that's been out sitting in the sun for a couple hours, you know you're doing wrong, but you're doing it anyway. And then day two comes and you're just shitting and puking your fucking brains out. Day three is still pretty rough. You, you're on the mend, but you're not quite there. And then day four, you go, yeah, it was the pork. You know what I mean? And everything's okay now. And I've made peace with that, you know, and the blood work is back. I don't have syphilis or the clap, you know, um, you have to... You have to make peace. It's very important, you know. What is, um, what's bizarre is that I can feel my allergies acting up again as we're talking here tonight. I can literally, I can feel my throat getting itchy, you know. I don't know what is going on. I heard from somewhere that the pollen count is high. I believe it because... I don't, I'm not sponsored by them. I don't have any deals with them, you know, which is not a fucking shocker, I'm sure. But I take Zizol, you know, I've tried, you know, as a kid with a million and one allergies to foods, I also have like every environmental allergy there is, ragweed, pollen, um, berries, you know, uh, just grass, you know, I mean, I got it all. I got it bad, you know, and, um. It's like, I've tried it all, Claritin, Zyrtec, Singular, um, you know, all of it, you know, prednisone when it was real bad, uh, and none of it does anything, you know, but one day, I don't know, oh, I think I was at my buddy Jared's house, he'll be on shortly, but I was at my buddy Jared's house, and he goes, take this fucking pill, he goes, well, he saw me getting all sick, he goes, take a Zizol, I said, a what? He goes, take this pill, trust me. And he gives me this little pill, smaller than any pill I've ever taken, which is good because I got the smallest throat out of anybody I know. I was born with a real, my whole family, we got small throat, you know. My uncle, not so bad. The fucking guy eats steaks and shit like that, and he cuts them into like two by two pieces. If I ate that, I'd be fucking dead in minutes, you know what I mean? You'd be sitting there pounding on my fucking chest trying to resuscitate me back to life and get that hunk of meat out of my throat, you know, but he can do that. But the rest of my family, we all got small throats and we got the, 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 uh, the post nasal drip. We just, we, we, we got really, um, compromised, uh, adenoid tonsil throat, you know, in ear, ear, nose and throat doctor. That's our huckleberry. In other words, you know what I mean? We might as well just live in their office type of shit. You know, um, but the pill was really small and I, I took it and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very skeptical, but
But within 30 minutes, I was completely, I was good to go. Like, like as if it never happened. I didn't feel anything. I felt like a million dollars. And ever since that day, I went home. I threw out every pill that I had. Like I said, I had a cabinet filled of, you know, a menagerie of different pills I've taken over the years. I threw them all the fuck out. I went down. I bought a, a 80 count of Zyrtec for like a million dollars. Shit's expensive, but worth it. That's the main thing. It's worth it. And guys, I'm telling you, if you've got allergies, you got to try this shit. It is fucking off the chain, you know? I've given it to people um, in my moose spotting bag. I have, I, I carry a bottle with me. And I went down for an oil change um, before I went up to New Hampshire. And I had my moose spotting bag right to my right. And um, I saw this kid and he comes over and I'm like, three or four cars away from getting, you know, I go to the quick lube. So I'm like three or four cars away and he comes up. He says, Hey man, you know, what, what are you here for? And when he's talking to me, he's all stuffed up. His eyes are like bloodshot red. And you know, you know, demeanor wise, whether the guy's a fucking meth head or whatever, or if he's just going through it with the allergies, you know, so I could tell he was having a real situation. So he's, so I said, well, I'm here for an oil change, man. He goes, okay, thanks. I said, hey, let me talk to you a minute. So he comes over. He goes, yes, sir. I go, let me ask you something. I said, you having issues with your allergies? He goes, oh, my God. He goes, I don't know what is going on. I said, well, you know, the ragweed is flying right now. I said, so everybody's, you know, all jammed up. I said, but, I said, you're in, in for a treat. He says, what's that? I said, well, I said, I've got... I just so happened to have a nice little pill bottle here, and I pulls it out of the bag, and he gets all fucking nervous, like, you know, he's like, uh. I said, no, no, I said, it's a, and it literally was brand new, so I popped the cap off, peeled the little paperback that's impossible to fucking get off, you know, and I peel that paperback after 20 minutes, and uh, I gave him one of the pills, and by the, you know, by the time I got up there, it was about 20 minutes, and he comes up to the truck, he goes, Man, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. He goes, because whatever it was that you fucking gave me, he goes, look it, my eyes aren't red no more. I can breathe again. I'm not fucking sneezing. I'm not coughing. He was like a brand new man. He thanked me. He goes, what was that? And he took a picture of the bottle. And I was like, brother, you got to go get you some. And uh, I, I give this shit to everybody, man. It's, it's fucking, it's gnarly. Whatever's in it. Just just zaps the fucking the allergens, you know. I gave it to another lady at a fucking. It sounds like I just walk around with these things in my pocket, but for whatever reason, I do have them from time to time. And I went to a gas station, same thing. Lady was talking to some guy, and the the old guy's in there, and he looks at her. He says, "Is your dog gay?" And she just said, "Shut up, Jerry." And he walks out the fucking door. Oh no, no, she said. Yes, he's gay, Jerry. You already know that. Shut up. And he walks out the fucking door. But I can see she's got the sniffles, the eyes, everything. Boom, boom, boom. So I said, take one of these pills. And she goes, oh, I just took one of those, you know. And I was like, well, how do you feel? She goes, well, I'm not too sure yet. I said, just relax. I said, give it 15 minutes. Take your, take your smoking break now if you can. Because you can tell she stunk, you know. So you know she's smoking the cigarettes. I said, go take your, your cigarette break. By the time that you get back, it'll be kicking in and you'll be fucking 
ready to go. You know, you'll be ready to cash people out. No problem. You know, she says, oh, really? And I broke it down. But I'm telling you, th- this shit's the real deal. I would have, I was all out last week, but I, I would have done some pretty wild shit for that so I could have recorded the podcast. But that's, uh, that's the allergy season. The ragweed is, is afoot, you know? But, um, yeah, you know, the other thing last week, too, that was going on for me, um, my my main office staff, my uncle, the bosses, they all went out to uh, to Dallas, Texas for a uh, for a convention for businesses and shit like that. So I was given the opportunity to run things, uh, you know, and uh, it was it was really great. You know, went well, a lot of work, you know, I mean, as per usual, you expect that. But, you know, you get a whole new respect for that type of thing, you know, and uh, I as a tradesman, I've always wanted to run my own show, my own business one day. That's always been my goal. Um, it still is my goal. Um, you know, so it was nice to be able to be given that opportunity and, and get out there and, and really show, you know, them what I've got and also prove to myself that it's something that I can, you know, do. Cause I, I know so many guys that, they really don't have any ambition or drive or want or desire to run their own business. They, they're content working for somebody for their whole lives. And I don't knock that, not even a little bit. You know, if that's what makes you happy at the end of the day, then you do you, you know, um, whatever, whatever floats your boat at the end of the day. But I know for me, you know, I, I, you know, I've always enjoyed being, you know, being a leader, I, I like to share my thoughts, my opinions, you know, for good or for worse. I'm, I'm open to critiques to a certain degree. You know, I mean, if you're wrong and you're fucking blowing smoke up my ass, then we're going to have a problem. But if we're speaking objectively and everything's good, you know, I, I, I like being able to have that leader um, apprentice or leader, you know, uh, you know, worker relationship. I just, I thrive for that. You know, I think if you know me well, I think that, you know, it's kind of, kind of plain to see in different ways, you know, but, um, but it was really cool. It was really, it was eye opening. Uh, there was a lot of different aspects that I wasn't aware of, you know, going into the week. Um, I literally found out like the day before that this was going down and I, you know, I just grabbed the bull by the horns and said, yep, I'll take it. I'll do it. And uh, off we went. So, you know, shout out to uh, shout out to my uncle and the uh, office staff for giving me that opportunity. It really means a lot, you know, um, and uh, I loved every minute of it. And I would certainly do it again, you know, and uh, I'm I'm truly blessed. You know, that's the one good thing about working for a small company I think that you have the edge over a larger company because there's so many different things that you can do you know and I'm speaking to I'm speaking to my trades guys here you know um not really my co-workers because you already know all this but I'm speaking to my tradesmen you know the blue collar boys out there that that listen to this you know um you know you're gonna get a lot of experience at a bigger company and you're gonna learn the way to run things, um, you know, in a big corporate way 
with a larger company. But when you get down to a smaller level, um, I feel it is harder to work for a smaller company. You know, based on I've only worked for my family's company since day one. So I personally don't have any experience with branching out or working elsewhere. But from what I've heard, you know, working for a smaller company is harder um, than working for these larger companies. But with a smaller company, I, I think there's an argument to be had that, you know, you you get different opportunities and you get thrown into situations that you're not necessarily like 100% uh, confident in or comfortable and, you know, you got to learn to adapt and overcome and work with others. And when you don't have a major, major network of people or things, you know, people that you can fall back on, you know, like if you have an oh shit moment, you know, you can't, you know, fall back on somebody. You kind of have to learn how to go about it, you know, and myself, you know, in, in the plumbing and heating trade, you know, there's been, you know, nights where, you know, I go, you know, especially when I was younger, you know, where I would show up to a boiler system and go, I, this thing's 40 years old. I don't have the slightest idea of what's wrong. You know, it's, it's, it's 6 PM. It's dark out. It's 20 degrees out and the pressure's on because the reality is if I walk out of here right now, and these people don't have heat. Number one, that's a health a health hazard. But number two, um, you, their their house is gonna freeze up. There's major repercussions here. There's pipes that are gonna burst. There's heat lines that are gonna burst. Uh, I mean, it's gonna get real fucking ugly real fast here. You know, by morning, this house is gonna be basically totaled. You know, so you have to learn to network with certain people so in a situation like that i would find myself you know reaching out to you know people first you start you know local you start with your own you know my uncle you start with him you start with co-workers you start with people that are very close to you that you think have been either in this position or in a similar position to give you like not the cheat code or the way out but uh, 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 a, a, a better understanding of the path that you're going to have to take to, to rectify this issue, you know? Um, and there's a lot of times where those people kind of throw their hands in the air and go, dude, I have no idea. And now, you know, because your circle is so small, you have to reach out to companies. You have to reach out to the supply houses, uh, to the reps. You have to talk to these people and... It's a little, you know, I, I, I have to admit, it's a little, you know, daunting. You know, you're kind of like hesitant. You don't want to seem stupid. I, I, I often have to kind of remind myself that nobody knows everything. We all like to pretend that, especially trades guys, we all like to pretend that our shit doesn't stink. We're, we, we're the all-seeing, all-knowing eye. You know, we all know everything, but... We have to realize, like I said before, every day you learn something new, you, you you get smarter every day, you face new challenges you've never experienced before, so you're not going to know everything. You have to be able and you have to be comfortable with admitting that I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing and I have to consult with somebody who has the answers or has 
an answer that will help me get to the, you know, the big finale, you know? And uh, that's what a small company does for, for, for people in my eyes. You know, you learn how to build your own networks and, you know, kind of, you know, branch out to, 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 to different people, you know? I mean, this, shit, there's been times where I've reached out to an electrician, you know, and said, hey, like, you know, I'm having this issue and I'm not really sure what's going on with this boiler switch or whatever, and they've been able to help me out, you know, and, and vice versa, you know, they've they've asked questions to me, hey, you know, what's going on with this, what, boom, 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 you know, I love the trades because you can kind of, there's, there's similarities and things that cross over and you can kind of, you know, bounce things around, but, you know, you build your network with a small company. Larger companies, it's kind of like, nope, don't know what I'm doing, walk out the door, and they send somebody else, or, you know, you you, you, you call into the big boss and he sends somebody that knows what that, that knows what he's doing. He's gonna show up. He's not gonna explain the fix to you. He's just he's pissed off. He's angry that he's gonna go out there and he's gonna just do the job and fucking, you know, have your hand tools and walk out the fucking door. You know? That's what I've heard. This is what I've heard. Again, I'm not sure, but that's what I've heard, you know? And I mean, where else, you know, you're not gonna get an opportunity to run a company for a week in a large company. You know, you you tell them, yeah, let me fucking handle things, you know, or handle this crew, you know, they're going to tell you to pound sand. You know, there's there's a hierarchy, you know, there's, you know, you got the job foreman, then you've got, you know, whatever, the, the, the GM or what, however your hierarchy works in your trade and in your situation, you know, um, and, and there's years involved, like vast, you know, 20, 30 years that you got to take to get that. So to have an opportunity like that, it just speaks to being in a small business. And again, it, it is harder at times, you know, um, there's not as much money to go around. And, and when I say that, when I say not enough money to go around, what I mean is I'm talking about multi-million dollar companies, you know. I'm not, you know, when you work for a small company, you know, we're talking about insurance policies and you've got to be extra careful. You know, when you don't have millions and millions and millions of dollars to fix a worker's fuck ups, the pressure is on for everybody a little bit more. You know, you learn to be a little bit more keen. You learn to think about things, you know, measure twice, cut once, you know, uh, check twice cut once, you know, all these system checks that you, I feel like you wouldn't really gain from being in a big company, you know, you flood somebody's house out, yeah, you look like a fucking dumbass, but, you know, you know that the company's got you covered, you know that they got a, a, a billion dollars in the fucking bank account, and it's all hush money, you know, when you work for a small company, you know, you fucking, you, you, you blow through somebody's ceiling, or you fucking cut the wrong pipe, and you flood the fucking joint out, you've got a little bit of a problem. You know what I mean? After you get a fucking beating from the homeowner, now you got to go and get a tongue lashing from, from El Jefe. You know what I mean? But I don't know. For me, small business is the way to go, man. I I love it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I think the opportunities are second to none. And I think, you know, if you're considering starting off in the trades, I really recommend 
going into a small company first, you know, cut your teeth with the small guys, you know, and and figure out exactly what you want to do, you know, figure out what's for you. And if you get to the point where you're like, you know, and you're always going to have the guys, you know, union guys always think that the union is the end all be all. It's really, really not. It's not, you know, is it a great place to work? To a certain degree, there's a lot of, if you're okay with playing the politics game, then the union is for you. If you are okay with just taking orders and shutting the fuck up, then the union is for you. But if you like to have say and make your own choices and sometimes face different consequences, um, then a small business is for you. And the other thing too is is that when when working for a small business is you know or or an independent from the union business I should say there's a lot of um there's a lot of improvising that goes on day to day and I mean if you're non-union you know this I mean this is like this is like no-brainer shit you know what I mean Myself, mainly being the service plumber, I mean, my schedule from from eight to four is all improvisional. I mean, I am just nonstop improvising. You know, every job is different. Everything is changing. And that's, to me, what keeps it interesting. But I know guys that they they would rather be told what to do, how long am I cutting the pipe, Where's the fitting going? And, you know, even if they know, well, you know, uh, that's not where that's supposed to go or that's not exactly code, they'll sit there and they'll shut up and they're okay with that and they'll live with that. Me, I've got too big of a fucking mouth and some would say an ego to do that, you know? And again, that's not to say that I don't make mistakes. I absolutely do, you know? And trades are no trades. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to 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 admit that you don't know what the fuck is going on, you know? Or throw your hands in the air and go, listen, like I need fucking help. You know what I mean? Don't be afraid to ask for help. You know? I I mean, you know, I wouldn't be half the man or half the plumber or whatever, you know, that I am today if I didn't do that. You know what I mean? There were so many times where I had to call my grandfather, or, you know, or my uncle, or like I said, like a coworker, or, you know, somebody at the supply house, you know, um, there's so many times I had to do that, you know, and, uh, you know, sadly, one of the things that I've realized, you know, about a year ago, I really was having, I was having some trouble, I was kind of, I fell out of love, I'm gonna admit it, right here, right now, I fell out of love with uh, plumbing as a whole. You know, I kind of got into a really dark place in my mind. You know, I would come home and I would say, you know, to my fiance, you know, I really, I really don't think that I can do this. You know, I just, it's not what it was when I was younger. It doesn't have the same feeling, you know, um, and I'm going to elaborate, you know, I know that we're kind of dragging on, we're almost at an hour's mark here, but, you know, for my guys that are still listening, 
Um, you know, I want to talk about this, you know, and I want to talk about some of the reasons why I fell out of love with it. Number one, um, I mean, this is a no-brainer. This goes without saying. The materials that we use today are not, they're not even one iota of what they used to be. And what I mean by that, and I know what everybody's saying, you're young, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. This is what all the old guys on the job say. I can tell you right here, right now, that working with my grandfather for all of those years, I mean, literally, from the time I could carry a toolbox, I was out there with him. And, you know, and, and I got into that with uh, my episode with Steve, and you can go back and you can listen to that and, and hear that little story. But, um, you know, we didn't, we wouldn't get materials back then and say, you know, oh, well, I got to go back to the supply house because this thing's fucking, the casting is no good or it's leaking out of the box or it's not doing what it's supposed to do or the handles are loose out of the box or, you know, it's broken. I mean, like the shit that you're buying today is is just absolute garbage, you know, and everything that, you know, we in our company supply is exclusively from a supply house and this this is good for any homeowners listening if you don't know by now here's a little tip anything that you buy from home depot or lowe's or any of the big box stores really let's say you go out and you buy a water heater from there you're buying a second rate product when you buy a toilet from home depot you're buying a second rate product you're getting the products that are if it's if it's offered by the actual company you're getting a product that it's kind of like going to you know to one of these online outlets like i used to buy my pants from the kaha outlet and you get a pair of pants and like the seam wouldn't look good or the pocket would be low you know but you get it for a lower cost it's passable they could still sell it because technically there's nothing wrong with it but it might not look right or there might be some little teeny tiny defect or they use a different product. Well, that's what they do. All these big box stores, you're buying uh, a, you know, a kitchen faucet um, for $100 less than you would from the supply house. Um, and literally, if you held a faucet box from a supply house in one hand and the same exact faucet from the big box store in the other hand... And you felt the weight difference. I mean, the supply house faucet is going to weigh literally three pounds more. And that's lavatory or kitchen. I shit you not, try it if you don't believe me and then get back to me. You know, um, you know, because you're getting a better product. You're going to get brass handles. You know, you know, the, the material is metal. You know, the cartridges inside are metal. You know, they have different, stronger components, you know versus a big box store you've got plastic handles and plastic components plastic internals plastic supply lines or you know um i bought a toilet i i went against the grain and against everything i stand for and i bought a toilet from uh home depot for my house it was sunday guys i was in you know a fucking rush you know my my fiance wants the bathroom done as do i and i go out and i buy this toilet from home depot 
get it home, get it out boxed, everything looks pretty good, install the toilet, go to put the toilet tank lid on, and the porcelain has a slight defect in it. And, you know, I'm anal, I saw it, and I said, no fucking way. So now I got to go back and do the dance. But that's a prime example. When you buy from Home Depot, like I did, you're getting something that isn't quite perfect. And in this case, it was American Standard. So now I know that American Standard takes the toilets that are a little subpar, and I'm sure the Kohlers and everything else in Glacier Bay, and, you know, they do the same thing. Well, it's not quite passable as our standard of, uh, of product. So we're going to sell it here for $100 less. And that's the price that you pay, you know. But even going to the supply house, back to my original point about things being so cheap, you know, even when you go to a supply house today, I mean, I'm getting fittings and, and, and parts that are failing right out the box. And, I mean, it's not, it's not monthly, bi-monthly, every six months. I'm talking literally like, I'm talking like, daily here you know like every other day something is fucked up you know and I never experienced this before this is completely new to me you know and it's been like the past like three four five years I mean like it's you know the shit was shit you know 10 years ago but it wasn't to this level I'm like I'm just fucking shocked you know and um you know, that was one of the reasons. It's just like, damn, like we can't even like how am I supposed to do a job and feel confident when I walk out the door when supposedly the best product I can buy is fucking probably junk, you know? It's probably fucking garbage, you know? So that was that was issue number 1, the the products and the quality. Issue number 2, and this is like to me, this is like the big one. Years ago, we used to be able to go in and, you know, you could talk to a person in the supply house about a product and usually they were older guys and they were knowledgeable. You could say, you know, what do you know about these, you know, and these guys would be able to tell you things, you know. They would actually pick up, and this is crazy to younger guys listening that work at these places, I'm sure, and mind-bending, but they would actually pick up in their free time or when these things got delivered, catalogs and pamphlets and introduce themselves into the product. So that way when somebody walked in and goes, you know, tell me about this, 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 uh, pressure reducing valve that you sell or this booster pump or whatever, you know, and they would be able to say, well, you know, I know that it's got X, Y, and Z, and this one's got X, Y, and Z, and this is what people have said that they like, and this is what people have said that they don't like. That's the old experience. In the past five years, most, if not all of the older guys have either sadly passed away or retired. For the most part, it's retired and moved on to other things. Um, but, you know, these guys are gone, and it's just like the younger guys don't know anything. You can't walk in and ask them, you know, what do you, what do you think about this? Because they literally look at you sideways and go, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. My favorite line is, I don't know. 
That's my favorite line. Short, sweet, and idiotic. I don't know. And if the older guys didn't know something, they would say, you know what? And I can I can speak to this, you know, I can I can honestly speak to this. They can they would say, Hold on a second. I'll tell you what. Are you coming back later on? And you, of course. Yep, I'll be back later. All right. What I'll do is I'll call my rep or I'll call the company. I'll get these info, you know, the information that I'm not exactly sure of, and I'll get a printout. I'll print out a catalog, and I will give it to you when you show up next. Perfect. Thank you. Boom. You come in the next time, and sure as shit, it's there waiting on the fucking desk. And literally, I mean, that's not a thing anymore. They say, I don't know. Go online or call call the company, you know. And, you know, I, I, I get it to a certain degree, but it's like, you know, if you're carrying a product and I I open the box and something, some fuckery is afoot and I'm not exactly sure that, that this is right, you know, I feel like you have some sort of an obligation as the person who sold it to kind of be like, well, let me check on that. Let me do a little bit of investigating on that. But these guys won't. And... I mean that's beyond frustrating and you know you could you could have the argument and say well you know you should do your own damn fucking you know reconnaissance well yeah you know that's fucking fine if I if I had an empty schedule if I didn't do nothing all day or if I woke up and said I got this one job and then after that I'm going home and fucking going to bed or or I'm just going to go and and drink or whatever the fuck people do you know that would be fine but when you have several jobs lined up, you know, the in my eyes, you know, the supply house has a certain level of uh, of uh, responsibility to their customers, especially and, and, and you know, and, and I get it if 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 it's a person who, you know, is not a regular, they walk in, they barely speak the fucking language, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about, or they walk in and go give me this, and they got some obscure part, and they don't know what it's off of, I understand, I, I, I really do, I would, I would handle situation exactly the same as you would, however, when you've got a guy that's experienced, has been giving your company, you know, business for years, well before you showed up, you know, you need to kiss ass, you need to show out, you need to be willing to, to go and, and do a little bit of research, and hey, let me get back to you on that, let me look that up, I don't want to give you the wrong answer, let me look that up, and let me do this, you know, and these fucking guys don't do that, you know, and it sucks, I mean, it literally sucks, you know, or, you know, the systems in place are are a fucking joke, and nobody wants to admit it, you know, I mean, I don't know, I mean, I, I was, I was raised to admit when you were wrong, you know, and these guys don't want to do it, so, you know, that's another big part, you know, you really, you know, how could you, how could you install something with confidence when the parts are shit, and then if the part doesn't feel right, and you're talking to the person who sold you it, who's supposed to be, you know, quasi-knowledgeable about the, the, the part you purchased, you know, they're telling you, I have no fucking idea, not good, it's not a good feeling, I'm one of those guys where, you know, I literally can't leave something not 100% because if I do, I literally will dream all night about it and I will think about it and it will fester 
in my head until about a month later when I go, okay, well, you know what? It's fine. There's nothing to worry about, you know? And it still happens from time to time. You know, you got those things where you get to those jobs and you're like, fuck, you know, this is, it's an old pipe or whatever, you know? God, I hope this works type shit, you know? And you still have those situations where you're up at night going, fuck, I I hope it's still okay. I hope it's okay, you know? And and it is, but you just, you're going through it in your head, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it sucks, man, you know, and, and, and third and foremost, and this is really, this is like the biggest thing for me, you know, and that is the demographic of people is changing rapidly. Um, you know, when I was, when I was growing up and I was working with my grandfather, you know, and I've, I've spoke on, you know, respecting the older crowd and I love my older you know, demographic of customers. And I really do. I mean, I, I would take, you know, a a 90 year old customer over a a, a 30 year old millionaire any day, you know, and I'm, I mean, that is like the God's honest truth. You know, um, the demographic is changing, you know, um, back in the day, you know, these people would, you know, they would sit down and they would offer you a drink and they would talk to you, like you're a human being, you know, and they would make you feel special, you know, and they'd bring you through the front door. You know, if you come to the, the back door, you don't have to do that, honey. Go through the front door, you know, and they would do things to make your life easier. And I feel like the younger demographics now, you know, the the, the people who are now 40, uh, 30, you know, these homeowners, you know, that are barely 30 or 25 or whatever, they don't have not even a quarter of the respect for tradesmen. And this is not just plumbers, guys. This is like across the board, whether you're an electrician, um, you're in drain cleaning, you're a plumber, uh, you're a construction guy. Nobody has the respect anymore. You know, it's all about who can do it for the cheapest. It doesn't matter the quality, you know, if you're, you know, even if you've got great reviews and, you know, I don't like your price, then, you know, you're just an asshole or you're, you know, you're just trying to rob me or, you know, I mean, you know, we're going into these houses, you know, in the middle of inner cities and they're making you put on booties, you know, and the floor's got, you know, chihuahua pads and fucking, you know, stains and shit like that. And they're like, well, I don't want you walking on my floor. You know, like my feet are any fucking different from them. You know, meanwhile, they're walking around, you know. Or like during COVID, same deal, you know, they're walking around, you know, they tell you, I want you to wear a mask and then they're walking around coughing, no mask on, you know, God forbid you clear your throat. They're looking at you sideways, you know, they're doing everything but taking that fucking temperature thermometer and shoving up your ass. You know what I mean? They're doing everything but, you know, it's just disrespectful, man. And I, I don't know what it is. I don't know why. This has happened. I don't know if it's media. I don't know if it's like having the power to bury somebody's business. You know, I mean, this is scary. You know, every time you go into a job, you know, obviously not with the older people, you know, the 80, you know, 70 demographic, but the younger people, literally, you have to remember walking into these people's houses that they literally have the power to shut down your company if they wanted to. Anything that they could say, you know, you could, 
you know, if you don't like somebody, you could go online right now and you could write up a, a, a review or falsify a review even and post it, you know, to different pages that you're a part of or your Facebook or your Instagram or whatever and literally bury a company. I mean, that's scary. That's that's these are unprecedented times, guys, literally. Never before have you been able to do this. You know, years ago, you had a thing called word of mouth. The best thing ever. You know, hey, these guys are great. Hey, these guys are an asshole, you know. And when you're when you're not just typing something into a computer or into a into a phone and you actually have to have eye contact with somebody and and visually like interact, you know, with another person and relay a review or uh, an opinion on a company. That's a totally different ball game. I mean, we've all heard keyboard warriors, you know. I mean, that's like a you know, a fucking joke, you know, at this point, but like it's a thing. You know, people are so tough online, they'll go on and they'll say whatever the fuck they want. Because there's no repercussions, you know? Nobody's going to come. Nobody's going to check them. You know, what are you going to do? Fucking drive to their house and hope they're there? You know? Back in the day, it was, oh, this guy's a fucking asshole. Oh, well, he's at the other side of the bar. Why don't you tell him? You know? Huh? You know? That type of shit. You know? Same deal. Ah, that guy, he's a fucking asshole. He didn't do good work at my house. Or he took off with the check and never did the work. You know? You have to physically tell people this shit. You know? And I think that it's like the the these people having this power, this like endless power over the person that's working for them, you know, it just gives the whole thing a bad negative vibe. And as a as a person in a small company, you know, more than anything, you know, um, it's really concerning. And I hate having to watch my back or, you know, put on an extra show, you know what I mean? I mean, I've always been, you know, my grandfather always told me, you know, because he would, you know, you're, you're always going to get that customer that's extremely difficult or agrees on a price then doesn't want to pay at the end and they're screaming at you, whatever the case may be, you know, and he would have, you know, this shit-eating grin on and he would put on the show like, like what they were telling him was like exactly what he wanted to hear. Like they were just telling him he was a beauty, you know? And I would say to him, you know, how did you do that? You know, and he would just say, when people are being assholes, kill them with kindness because it just fucking eats them alive inside. And I've learned to do that, you know? But it's like I find myself having to do that now more than ever and it's like what the fuck you know so you know and 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 again this factors into the other two points so now you've got products that are shit then you've got the supply house that doesn't want to back shit up now it's in the customer's house and let's say six months down the line the thing starts to act up well now these people can go online and fucking ruin your business so now they're saying you know now they're just They're going at you. You know, they're going right for your throat. And, you know, you're in a bind. You're in a pickle. You wish you could help them out. You know, the answers are not always straightforward. You know, nobody does phone calls anymore. It's always over the fucking email. That was the worst. That is what ended the the, 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 the 20th century for me. Email just ruined 
all social interaction, that was the beginning of the end because now nobody wants to have a phone call. I personally, I could do away with everything and and stay strictly to phone calls because that's what makes me happy. I can get an answer immediately. There's no more, you know, there's no sending, well, I'm going to send an email, then hoping the person answers it or when they, you know, open it, they're looking at it, you know, and they can actually respond to it and they're not opening it on the toilet where they're not going to respond to it or they're opening it when they're eating fucking dinner and they're not going to respond to it. You know what I mean? You got to pray that whoever's opening it is doing it at the right time for them and that they're going to be able to get back to you and it's going to take a day. It's going to take two days. You got to follow up. Did you see my previous email? No, I didn't. Okay. Can you go back? Oh, I don't see it. You know, what is better than a phone call? Human interaction. Hello? Hey, I've got a problem with this product. Okay, what's the problem? This is what it's doing. Okay, no problem. Give me here's a here's a reference number. Boom, go get the part. No more. So now it's all back and forth, email, sending warranties through the email, the customers calling us saying, you know, what the fuck is going on with this when we have no control over it. You know? We have zero control over what's going on. You know, things are warrantied through the plumbing company, you know, through the manufacturers. um, And, you know, we're basically at their will, you know, and they take their sweet fucking time. And all the while, the customer is getting more and more and more and more agitated. I mean, it's a vicious, vicious circle. So a year ago, I really, I really just fell right out of love with it. Um everything was kind of coming to a head and at the time you know shit was kind of hectic you know in my own little stratosphere if you will so you know so I was going through some shit and I had you know some troubles with with you know with the uh, with the state and things like that with my license situation you know and um you know thank god we ended up getting that all squared away and you know things have kind of calmed down and you know People have started to kind of move around and things are kind of falling back into place. And I mean, you know, the material quality and, you know, the the, the help is kind of, you know, it's still the same. But, you know, for whatever reason, I'm kind of I've realized to work through it, you know, give it a second chance. And here I am, you know, and I, I encourage anybody else out there that's feeling the same way just to stick it out a little bit longer man keep on going and hopefully you can fall back in love with it and I mean that to me that's what's kind of happened I've had kind of like a a resurgence of love and appreciation for what I do because if you don't if you don't have that you're a dead man walking you know what I mean you're just a dead man fucking walking but that is the moral of the story here folks tonight I've taken up an hour and 23 minutes of your time. And once again, I'm more than thankful for having you guys listen. Um, You know, this is episode 11, as I said before. I'm I'm really happy that we've made it this far so, you know, so soon. You know, I mean, it's like everything's kind of moving rapid. There's a lot of stuff going on in my life right now. Fixing my house and, you know getting licensed and and trying different things and uh you know there's a lot going on you know my my fiance with new jobs and 
you know, her getting out of college and, you know, really starting her life and starting our life together, you know, in our first home. And I mean, there's just so much going on. It's nice to have a nice little outlet like this, you know, snowmobiling is great, but I can only do it so many months out of the year. So to have something where I can kind of hop on here and share my thoughts and, you know, hopefully entertain you and not bore you to death, you know, and keep you laughing and whatever, you know, it's, it's nice, you know, and all the feedback that I've been getting has been great so far. Um, and, uh, I hope that you guys, you know, I hope that you guys continue to listen. You know, we've got a lot coming. Like I said, I'm going to try to get more guests Unfor- the, the the tough thing for me, guys, is that I live so far. So, you know, it's tough to get guests when you live so far out. And, it, I, I, you know, we did the Zoom call with Steve, but, you know, Steve's been doing it a long time. So he's familiar with the technology. He's got a good mic, things like that. You know, so it's it's tough for me to tell somebody, hey, let's do this thing and A, come to my house or B, you know, uh, you know, uh, get a mic and, and, you know, go on Zoom and all that. And it makes something that's enjoyable. I don't want to make something that's that's air rape and it sounds like shit, you know, and it's something that you turn on and go, oh, I can't listen to this for an hour and a half. You know, I want to make stuff that's good, you know, um, like I said, merchandise, hopefully soon. I'm actually getting my uh, my uh, our Tainted Judgment logo printed up. Uh, it's going to be a nice 30 by 30. It's going to go right on the back of the snowmobile trailer uh, with the hashtag handle and all that shit. So that way everybody knows who they're fucking with this, uh, this air winter. It's getting nippy out there at nights. My buddy brought his uh, sled over the other night. We started fucking around in the shop. Uh, new trail is pretty much buttoned up. I just got a couple of things that I got waiting uh, to come in from Amazon. Once those come in, it's going to be all wrapped up and good to go. So getting excited, getting excited. A couple uh, shop nights ahead. I'm sure one of those nights I'll get the guys and we'll uh, we'll get into the the rumpus room as it was. And we'll, uh, we'll have a little discussion, a little chit-chat on here, a little roundtable sled talk. Getting ourselves all pumped up. You know, but, uh, yeah, thanks for listening guys tonight. I'd like to, uh, to wrap this here up and, uh, you know what? In respect and honor of Post Malone, I want you guys to go and listen to, uh, White Iverson. And I want you to picture being in 2016, 18 years old, I believe I was 18, 18, 19 years old. You're going down the kank, driving through the mountains, and that music's just, you know, he's got that vibrato, and he's got that echo going in the beginning, and the music's just flowing and vibing right. Just imagine that, you know? Just fucking savor that moment, you know? So, anyway, have a great morning, night, evening, whatever. Have a great day at work, and... uh Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time, ciao.